What's going on, listeners? Welcome back to Matt Goes to the Movies. You saw the title of the episode. You've clicked on the link. You can hear the theme in the background. Today, we are talking about Halloween, released in 2018. And if you are a fan of the Halloween series, um, maybe you're not confused. If you're just a casual viewer of the Halloween movies and Michael Myers, a movie that the timelines are a little interesting you have eight halloween movies then two from rob zombie but when this one came out this decided to ignore pretty much everything that came before it and decided it was going to be a direct sequel to the original halloween in 1978 and let me tell you this movie for me is as good as it gets in terms of horror, it is nearly a perfect movie minus one small thing. Now, one thing that I'm going to do with this is, you know, if you've listened to the show, you know we follow a certain format. I feel in order to talk about this movie, my excitement for it, and the way I want to discuss it, I can't do the normal segment. So this episode is going to be a little different. So hopefully you guys like it. Um, you know, if not, you want to stick to the old format, let me know in the comments. But again, I I'm going to talk about completely with spoilers. This movie is my favorite Halloween by leaps and bounds in the series. Starting from the opening title this movie hooks me in the opening theme it's so iconic but the title screen shows a rotting pumpkin that is actually in reverse and going back to a full pumpkin that is fresh and it's so significant because this movie absolutely reinvigorates the franchise and in a big way says Halloween says Michael Myers is back and boy is he ever Jamie Lee Curtis returns obviously there was the passing many 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 years ago of Donald Pleasant um his character Dr. Loomis is mentioned in this movie obviously he is not in this movie However, though, that is the one problem I have with this movie, and I'm going to get that out of the way right off the bat. The problem I have with this movie, the one thing, is the new doctor in this movie. Uh, his name is Dr. Sartarin, and again, this is complete spoilers, he is obsessed with Michael Myers as his patient. Um, to the point where, later on in the movie, you find out he has been helping Michael escape the bus and he helps him get to you know Lori's house for the final confrontation it's really unnecessary comes out of left field does not add anything it almost feels like a plot device to actually get Myers to Lori's house because I feel like they thought how else would he get there but there was just an interview released where that was actually something that they wanted cut from the movie and it was vetoed they wanted to keep it so it was not, you know, uh, again, not the greatest thing in this movie, but I just wanted to get that out of the way because other than that, this movie, again, has it all. 
You get Jamie Lee Curtis back as Laurie Strode. You have Will Patton in this movie, who's great. You have Judy Greer, who plays Laurie Strode's daughter. You have her, you have Judy Greer, who plays Karen Nelson. Um, her daughter is played by Andy, I'm probably going to butcher this, Mataka, um, who is Allison Nelson. Boy, the cast in this movie is excellent. You even have the original Michael Myers back in some scenes to wear the suit and the mask. It is absolutely just filled with great, great performances, not only by some of the older, more experienced actors, but by some of the kids that they placed in this movie. Uh, one that I want to point out, uh, the kid's name is Drew Sheed. He plays a character named Oscar. He is fantastic. There's another Dylan Arnold who plays Carmen, who is the boyfriend of Allison Nelson in this movie. He's really good too. Uh, spoilers, I am excited to see him in Halloween Kills. He survives this movie. Um, and speaking of kills, let's talk about Michael in this movie. Now, I will admit that one of the things Rob Zombie's Halloween movies did really well was casting Tyler Maine as Michael Myers. He was big. He was intimidating. That was a great choice. There is something about Myers in this movie that is even more intimidating. Just the kills in this movie, the way that they're shot, the... Again, I know he doesn't show emotion in the other movies, but there is something about the way they frame this movie, the way they show him, and subtle body movements when there is a kill in this movie that really brings Michael Myers to the screen in a way that I don't think he's been brought to the screen before. The whole premise is, again, this movie is a direct sequel to Halloween 1978, the original by John Carpenter. And it goes with the fact that Michael Myers was actually captured and caught after the killing spree. And they retcons a little bit here where Laurie Strode is no longer Michael Myers' sister in this movie. She is just somebody that came across his path 40 years ago and has been traumatized. And when I first saw the movie, I was like, okay, sure. Um, not a big deal. Doesn't really take anything away. But after time went on, I watched this movie repeatedly multiple times. I love this change. I love the fact that it's no longer somebody related by blood. I think there's a more, there's a fear element that is added by just having this be somebody who was, I hate to say it so basic, but at the wrong place at the wrong time and came across as they call it pure evil. And the fact that this has tormented her for 40 years in this movie, boy, does Jamie Lee Curtis bring it. She is so good as Laurie Strode. What a comeback from, I will say it because I don't like it, the awful Halloween H2O and Resurrection, where her character, I thought, 
again, in Halloween H2O, I will say her character is not that bad. Halloween Resurrection is such an unceremonious demise for her for this character in Laurie Strode. But does she get a chance to redeem herself in this movie? And redeem herself, she does. An absolute great performance. Somebody who is just crippled in a manner of speaking by grief and by loss and by just always looking over her shoulder, preparing. She has been preparing for Michael Myers to return for 40 years. She even says that in this. She says, for 40 years, I have wished for him to escape so that I could kill him. She wants Michael Myers dead, and it is it is unbelievable how she goes after Michael in this clip. This ending, not even just the ending, the whole setup when she is stalking Michael, the subtle callbacks. At one point, Michael throws her out the window. And when he goes to check on her again, she's gone, mimicking the shot of Michael being gone after Loomis shoots him in the first one. Speaking of callbacks, Allison, Lori's granddaughter, is in school and looks out the window. And instead of Michael being there, it's Lori watching her family because she is obsessed with the fact that Michael will one day return. The... Ah, sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied here because this movie evokes, I hope you can hear it, listeners, so much emotion from me because it's so well done. The The director, David Gordon Green, this is, honestly, it It feels like a labor of love. He did his homework. They had John Carpenter's blessing in this movie. He signed off on it. He enjoyed what they were doing. He thought it was a great way to bring back the franchise. And you could tell they really wanted to make Michael Myers relevant for this generation. And again, they absolutely hit this thing out of the park. And... Again, everybody, I'm sure, talks about it. But I'll jump on the bandwagon because you can't... If you think about this movie, I probably would assume that every single person will mention the fact of the scene. And I say the scene because there is a shot in this movie... That is one of the best things I have ever seen. I'm not just going to say in a horror movie, but in a movie in general. If you look it up on YouTube, it's called Halloween Homicide Scene. And it is one long, continuous shot of Michael going house to house and absolutely just cutting through his victims. The kills, again, we're taking this in the context of it is a movie. The kills in this movie 
are great. They're brutal. They're bloody when they need to be. They're intimidating. And this scene, again, go to YouTube, check this out. I'll put it in the show notes if you haven't seen it. It's called Halloween Homicide Scene. Is one of the best shot scenes I've ever seen. One continuous cut, no looping, just a wide camera angle following Myers for over three full minutes of him going house to house and claiming victims. It is filmmaking at its absolute best. Everything about this scene works. Everything about this movie works. Again, minus what I wanted to get out in the beginning with the Dr. Twist. This is as perfect as you can get with one stumble. The mask, the deteriorating look of the mask, very similar to what they did in Rob Zombie's Halloween um, with how the mask looks. They hit every single note that you would want in this movie. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It is a great pace. That's, you know, the characters in this movie from the little kids to there's a babysitter scene where the babysitter um, is killed by Myers. Everybody has a place. Everybody plays their part incredibly well. It's believable that, you know, Lori's daughter, she's super skeptical that Michael Myers would ever come back. It's estranged her relationship with her mother. Um, her daughter still is close to Lori, but that relationship is strained with her mother because she's so stressed how much pressure Lori puts on that family to you know, be prepared for Michael Myers and why they didn't lock their door. And just, it's so well played. The characters all do their part. Again, David Gordon Green does an absolute amazing job bringing this franchise back to life. I cannot wait to see what they have done with Halloween Kills. I have my tickets for Friday night. I cannot wait. This movie, Halloween Kills, is going to be released on Peacock for listeners. Um, I have that. I could stay home and watch it. This is something, though, I you got to get out in the theater. You got to see this movie on the big screen because I've talked about it before. But due to the pandemic and theaters being shut down, I watched things like Godzilla vs. Kong. I watched Mortal Kombat at home from the comfort of my couch, and it was nice. But when theaters opened back up, man, I forgot. You cannot not top that experience of seeing it on the big screen. If you need to watch this movie, this is streaming on Hulu if you're interested to see it. If this review makes you want to watch that, um, that would be awesome. If not, let me know what you think. If you don't like this movie, let me know in the comments. Um, I'm always interested to see, you know, people's thoughts on the movies that I review. If they are in agreement with my thoughts, if you're not in agreement, that's what makes movies so great. That's what makes this show incredibly fun to do is to hear the different opinions. So 
leave your comments. The show, again, the scene that I talked about called Halloween Homicides, I'm going to review that um, in the show notes so you can click on the link if you'd like to check that out. What a great time this movie was. I hope you've enjoyed, you know, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I hope the new format was okay. Again, if you want me to stick to the segments, let me know in the comments. This has been a great time. Until next time, this is Matt Goes to the Movies. Enjoy, listeners.